Yo, what's good, people? It's your boy, George. First off, I want to say a big thanks to everyone who's checked out Almost a Conversation with my friends Jamal and Tabore. Alongside the main episodes of the podcast, we'll be bringing you Having the Conversation, which is me jumping on Zoom to chat to some amazing guests. So don't forget to review, follow, and subscribe. This week's guest is an activist, model, incredible poet, and so much more. This is Kai Isaiah Jamal. Hello, this is George, and this is almost a conversation. And right now I am having a conversation with a good friend of mine. Um, I'd say I'd like to call him an icon, a trailblazer, <laughs> someone who is like really moving the needle um, with attitudes towards just people from different backgrounds and different circumstances with different preferences. Uh, this is Kai Azar Jamal. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. All good, man. All good. All good. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time. It has too long. (laughs) Yeah, trust me. Trust me. Um, and today we're obviously talking about relationship dynamics, dating dynamics, attitudes towards dating. So the first question I wanted to ask you was, what do you look for in a romantic partner? The loaded question. Mm. Um, I think. I think it changes like I think I've realized that it changes at different points like, like of your life and like maybe if you asked me this even like maybe a couple of years ago I probably would have given you a different answer but I think now the main thing that I ask from anybody that I'm with is that they're supportive that they're understanding that they're mm-hmm. patient and I guess also that they realize that love is not something that's like linear. Like it's not something that's like an A to B straight line. There's so many things, so many obstacles, so many moments that you'll face in this kind of lifetime of your lifetime together. And I just want them to be aware that like in order to grow together and evolve together, you know, there's moments of uncomfortability. There's moments where you really got to do the work. But in mm. all of those moments, you know, they, they all lead to something that's greater. and in, in terms of like love I think I don't know you want someone that's going to ride for you unconditionally you know like someone Mm. that's got your back always yeah is that so you say the main thing of like unconditional love is that it has no I don't know no limits and no bounds and I think like you can have boundaries you know what I mean like there's definitely like I think unconditional love can can definitely have like limitations in the sense of like what is like what is expected of the the kind of love that can have boundaries but I think the idea that like you love someone and in loving them you can hold them accountable they can hold themselves accountable you know you Mm. can be aware of like the fact that not both of you are always going to be right sometimes neither of you are going to be right but the fact that you know you can hold space to have like healthy dialogue with one another just to like just to be open and honest and and have empathy for one another and to like really try and understand because you know we're all just people navigating through like all the past trauma past situations past all of that and it's hard to not bring that into a new space so we're just all trying to unpack that really in life so we've got to be kind and patient for sure oh yeah patience is i think patience is so necessary and i think one thing you said there is when you said neither of, neither of us are going to be right, it reminded me of um, something that my mum told me because I mean, I'm, I'm like a very stubborn person. I need to be right, yeah? And this was before I had a girl. My mum was like, if you get 
into a relationship, you need to realize it's not about being right, it's about being good. And it's about being That's okay. It. Do you know what I mean? That's because it. I think with like there's so much shit, man, with like pride and ego and I have to be right, but then if you're right, what's at what cost? Do you know what I mean? Like you could exactly. right, you could have really annoyed your partner. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? So it, And it, to be wrong is not always wrong, like it's not always bad. To be wrong is like is to be wrong is the only way that you can be educated. To be wrong yeah. is the only way that you can better yourself. So we all have to address that at some point. We'll do something and it will be wrong. But yeah. like how we rectify that situation, that's what really shapes us. And that's what really, you know, that's what people remember about you. Mm, it's like, it's your reaction to things, isn't it? Exactly. It's your reaction to things. Exactly. Um, yeah, I just wanted to obviously touch on a bit about your story. So I think, like I said, for me, you're like inspirational. You're a trailblazer. Like Just a couple of accolades. The first, first trans, the first black trans model to walk for Louis Vuitton. That's like, come on, man. That's that's massive. You know what I mean? Even yeah, was I, I went on Instagram the other day. I saw you with with bad girl Riri with Rihanna doing, working on something. I'm not sure what quite yet. I've seen you you on the cover of is it a GQ? Have you been on GQ before? As yeah, well? G, yeah, and ID, ID, and Wonderland, Wonderland. Yeah, you're, you're out <laughs> here, but like as 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 I think you you know I was saying how love has no limits. I think like people have no limits as well because like yourself you're an artist you're you're a poet you're a model you're a trans activist i'd say you're you're Mm -hmm. a trans icon and but with that i feel like do you feel like dating you comes there's a pressure because people feel like they know you before they know you if that makes sense that's it like people Mm. think they have so much access to you which is something that like i'm trying to work on in general like it's important for us like the bigger our platforms get, it's important for us to also have like our lives and our lives that we're allowed to live that don't have to be like, you know, outwardly facing all the time. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. definitely something. But like also on top of that, I think, yeah, now it's different because I was dating, I guess, throughout, I was dating someone throughout like the success, like the growth of my success. Yeah. And now I'm in, yeah, another position and it's like, raw, like I don't ever want, someone to feel like either it's an opportunity like Mm. for them or if there's yeah if they feel like they know me or they feel like there's elements of me that there's reasons behind why they want to date me so all of them things like definitely come into play and I feel like it's just about I guess building trusting relationships with people so you know that they're they're integral in what their kind of like ideas are for you and like what they want of you and I guess I just don't ever want to get into something where someone has an expectation of me because they see me as like a social person, social, like online, yeah. socially something. Hmm. And then, yeah, we get to real life and I'm like, I'm just a nerd, man. <laughs> just out here, I'm it? just a nerd. I'm just out here. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, no, for real. Because I was even going to say, does, do you think your public facing life because your life is quite a lot of your life is quite public facing a lot of your achievements and success is public facing do you think that adds in like do do you think it will make it more difficult to to meet someone or do you think it will make make it more difficult for someone to meet you i guess it depends yeah i guess and so it's it's there's so many elements to it like maybe certain people would feel like they wouldn't want to engage with me because maybe we wouldn't run in the same circles Mm. but again that's not something that like I would care for or like yeah I guess 
it's I think it's more that people have more access to me. So it's just like making sure that people's intentions are, are true. But I think yeah, I mean I won't know until like I'm back running field, but <laughs> it is <laughs> but it is it is something because it's like you have to consider all of these things and you also have to consider somebody else's proximity to that and if they're mm. comfortable with that and like I guess especially with my writing a lot of it is about my life and like that means that there may be a moment in which like I'm gonna write something about you yeah. and like no it might not it's not gonna be horrible ever but it might be something that you know you're a bit like oh or like mm-hmm. it makes you see something but like that is part of I guess like dating a creative to know that like exactly <laughs> I saw, I saw a quote. News, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, though, because I saw a yeah. quote where, oh, what did it say? It said, um, if an artist falls in love with you, then you'll live forever. And do you know what I mean? It's like, that's like, how, how do you live? Do you get, that's the question. How do you exactly, live? Exactly, exactly. Do you live in or a, a different, because it can be two ways, you know, like, like the best songs are like breakup songs or beefing songs. Look at the whole exactly. album that, Beyonce made about Jay-Z but at the same time there's so many positive love songs so much positive stuff and I think to some, for someone to get with yourself they have to be ready for that they also have to be ready for I think a whole lot of adversity because I think with your life in the public eye and, and the, and the um, path that you're on like I said you're a trailblazer you're, you're, the, you're doing things you're, a lot of the things that you're doing you're the first to do it um, mm-hmm. but with that comes a lot of I'd say resistance from people who don't fully understand it yet mm-hmm. um how, how has that been for for yourself and for like your past relationships yeah that's what's hard because you know like I think especially for trans people you crave so much like these like spaces and safety of intimacy because mm-hmm. there's so many places in which you don't get that so yeah. when you can get access to that at home it's super important that like, you want to be able to come home and be like Do you know what the world may be in like one of these I don't know, situations where, I don't know, Trump is saying something or Boris is saying something and people are trying to act like you don't exist. And then suddenly you're at this point where you're like, well, actually, you know, I need to come home and I need to like offload with someone. I need to come home and I need to be like comforted or looked after or reminded of like all of the other things that like exist in being trans. Mm. So I think it's always really important to have that foundation at home. But that's a lot, you know, it's asking, it's not asking a lot of people but in our, in the society that we're conditioned to is asking a lot for people because so many like cisgender people don't understand, you know, mm-hmm. the day the day to day thing. Even my friend said to me the other day, she said, Kai, how how often do you think of gender? And I was like, like every hour. Once a, mm-hmm. once, once in each hour, I'll be like reminded whether it's a good thing, a bad thing, but like it's there. So that like labor you take into your home, you take it into your relationships, you take it into your life. And like you just need somebody who's gonna be down with the cause and who's gonna be like, you know what, like I have to use the capacity and privilege that I have yeah. to provide a room of support and care for you. And often it means that like you need to meet you need to find someone in which you realize that, in which they realize that maybe the balance is gonna be off. Like maybe they have to give a little bit more in certain times and mm-hmm. they may have to be more supportive than like average partner and they may have to deal with things 
you know, I don't know. I've had ex-girlfriends that my, I must have asked them 20 million times before I've left the house. Do I look like a boy? Do I look like this? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. will people know? Can I wear this? Like, mm. oh, my pronouns are this to that. Like, they've, like, and, and, to, and, you know, like, for a lot of people, that's not what they're used to. That's not yeah. what they're, what, that's not the love that we're, that's not the love that we're ever given to say, you can be expectant of this. Mm. So when mm. we get to that love, sometimes people find it really hard and then it translates for the person who's trans or marginalized or whatever it makes you feel like oh well I'm the problem and I'm I'm you know I'm I'm taking up too much space or I'm and like I think you just you have to be so selective with who you date and Mm. and you have to make sure that someone just does have that room in their life and in their heart and that they're coming and that they understand what it is because to date you is to date you but also it's it's politically it's something you know it's yeah, politically yeah. They, there's a radicalization with somebody that i date um mm. and i think they have to be aware of that too yeah no you're spot on man that's proper like very interesting to hear it from that perspective to be honest because i think there i don't think there's anything that can compare to your situation and, and your journey but i think as for me as a black man I've no but that's a very yeah it's a very close parallel you know what I mean? Like I've come into situations where, especially being a black public facing figure. So when I put the song out Black and Ready, I had people mm-hmm. online saying some some just really ignorant things. Do you know what I mean? And it's out of a lack of education. Um, but I didn't, you don't realise that at the time. And sometimes people say shit and it gets you, it just gets on you. And then you have to mm-hmm. hold that weight and take you home. And you need a, a partner at home that's really going to hold you down and understand where it's coming from what mm-hmm. is coming from but also at the same time understand that they don't completely understand you know what i'm saying yeah. and that's that's so really from... hard for people to comprehend that like they can help you without ever being able to like that they can empathize with you without ever being able no they can sympathize with you sympathize. without actually being able to empathize in the set in the setting that they can't actually step into your shoes and they can't yeah. actually like live your lived experience in the yeah. same in like interracial relationships like mm. i know so many couples during blm interracial relationships you found it hard i found it hard it's hard Mm -hmm. to be in proximity to like whiteness in a time in which whiteness is so like outwardly violent in the same way that it's hard for people to be close to cisness when you know cis people are kind of like making all these rules and demands Mm -hmm. and obstacles for trans people it's this it's this like you will never walk in my shoes and i'll never walk in yours yeah yeah, but ultimately we need to find a way to walk together you know and that's i think that's love like that's what you want someone that's going to do the journey with you 100 percent. like i even like i said i called you i called you yesterday and i was just i just we just went through some things and one of the first things i said to you was like there may be some things that i get wrong i may say some things wrong i might say the wrong shit um Mm -hmm. but it's not out of anything it's just out of lack of education or, or yeah. I haven't been exposed to it so much before yeah. or, or to transgender people so much before so, um, but from yourself in a partner what do you like what attitude do you have towards that do you do you, is it a challenge for you to understand that and accept that do you know what I mean that like someone might call you by yeah. the wrong pronoun and you know I think yeah I think yeah I'm, I mean I'm always open like I said to you yesterday like I'm open to people making mistakes. People are, it's, a mistake is only what we name it to be a mistake, you know? Like, mm-hmm. somebody may say to me, oh, 
she and I might be like mm, and then they're like oh I'm sorry I didn't mean that it's a slip of the tongue or like mm. you know people are conditioned to think certain things I think with a partner I'm like I want you to be able to get like the the bare the bare the basic stuff is like you understand my identity you get my pronouns etc etc that kind of stuff and then on top of it it's like there's conversations I think there's always conversations I think like I mean I've had conversations with like my ex-partners about you know comfortability and like how it changes and like sometimes I'm like I don't want you to touch me or sometimes I don't want you to be near me or sometimes I'm cool with that and sometimes I'm okay with the fact that you know we can walk down the street and like as close to a straight couple as possible and Mm -hmm. then there's other days where we walk down the street and I'm like well I'm invisible because we look like a straight couple and like there's so many layers to it so I'm patient in the fact that I don't expect to meet anybody and be like, you get all of it Mm. straight away. Because I think there's literally no way that someone can do that. But what I hope is that in the same way that they will be teaching me something about how it is to be with them, that I can do the same. And I think, you know, it's like, there's no rule book on like how to love a trans person. Mm. You just have to do it individually for that person and just be open to listen, listening to someone say, and that should be in all relationships. These yeah, are my I was needs. Say. Hmm. And that's it. And that's the thing, like, it transcends past gender and sexuality and all of that in, in the basis of every relationship, whether it be romantic, platonic, family binding, whatever, there should always just be like a, okay, this is me, this is you. We grow together, we learn mm-hmm. together. This is a safe space. You don't, you don't need to be almost you don't need to be politically correct here like we can find our own language and like mm. for me that's super important but yeah. then I also outwardly want them to be vocal you know it, on platforms and stuff about other matters because I think that's really important yeah. you know somebody who's who's rallying for you in the same way that you would hope that your partner would be posting about BLM and attending protests and like mm-hmm. that's an expectation that we have from a racial standpoint is the same expectation that I hope I would have yeah I know that I have in gender in in all moral kind of like situations mm-hmm. to be fair in general I'm like you know I want someone who's not afraid to to say that like this is this is this is what I stand for and this is what this is what I love as well as this is who I love yeah yeah 100 percent. i think um what struck me with a lot of what you're saying it, it, it's, it's all relationships you know what i mean like you have to ride for who you're with and you before you ride for who you're with you have to know who you're riding for do you know what i'm saying and oh I think, sorry it froze for oh did you do i uh, lost you for a little bit <laughs> i can't remember what i said i know it sounded good though <laughs> <laughs> you guys say, have it i think on your side it's good <laughs> um no but i was saying like with uh, what struck me about what you said it does it counts for all relationships man you got to ride for who you're with and you have to know who you're with and you mm-hmm. have to be willing to grow with who you're with and you have to be willing to let that person teach you things whatever those things may be do you know what i'm saying it's just exactly it's, people have different love languages and like you said love has love has no limit love has no love doesn't discriminate love is love isn't it so like with those kind of things it's like yeah you just have to know who you're who you're who you're riding for and what you're standing for but at the same time you have the requirement that if you're going to stand with me you have to really stand with me because like I said especially with someone like yourself what you're doing is very important it's, it's genuinely very important like I've learned so much about 
the trans community just through watching your story and just through interacting with you. So, you know, I just wanted to say, yeah, everything that you're doing is so important and you're showing me a lot about love. Do you know what I mean? You're showing me a lot about love. And, yeah, and that's, mad. I think, that's it. Like, right now I'm writing so much. Mm. I'm writing a, the EP, the EP. Um, yeah, but that, I'm though. writing, yeah, that needs to come oh. because that's what it's all about. Like, my whole... And I think COVID has really taught me this, this idea of like love. Like we have this idea yeah, that romantic love is the only love in our whole life that we search for. Mm. And I wrote this piece the other day and it was about Valentine's Day. And it was this idea that like, we as humans can actually do, when we deep it, we can do anything, anything. We can go to the moon. We can literally put electricity into a plug. We mm. can, you know, find ways to build like islands out of nothing. But the only thing that we care about is who we go to bed with and who yeah, we yeah. love and who loves us. And that's it. And that's like, sometimes it's so crazy. And sometimes I have to sit there and be like, it's so pathetic. It's so like beautifully pathetic that mm. we like, we can do all this. And the only thing that we're actually here for is this one feeling that like drives everything we do. But in doing that, it's so important to acknowledge all the different types of love. Like yeah. the love that we have for community, the love that we have for friends, the love that we have for people who, you know, we meet on nights out, the love that we have for our cities, our hometowns, like all of mm. these things, these are all important investments of love. And I mm. think we have to stop holding this romantic love as the as the kind of pinnacle of love because platonic love is, that's something else. Like your friends that are there for you forever, that's something else. Like that's that's unconditional love. Real. Mm. I think it takes a lot of people uh, it takes people a lot of time to realise that though and I think for me like I've had friends from opposite sex but when you're growing up with them it's just like oh it's just because you're from opposite sex it has to be some sort of your couple physical yeah, yeah, attraction yeah, yeah. or something like that but there's like you said there's a love outside of that and there's a universal love in it so on that note I'm going to wrap it up yes. it's been great to speak with you Maji um, looking forward to everything that you have coming I know you've got some more Crazy works. Goodies, some goodies are up the sleeve. You know what I mean? For sure. You know what I mean? And, that EP. Sure. and you as well. No, what you're doing is incredible. And like, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm gassed to see it. And you're changing the way that, you know, black men look at love and look at emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of this conversation too. So build up yourself. 100%, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, love. Love. Love.